to Daniel City Cash Chicago. You know something I just realized? I never actually say good morning to you or good afternoon or good evening. I mean, I get, I don't know when you're listening exactly, but I think it's just polite. So regardless of when you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope you're having a good day. All right, we're going to look back on some shy stories from the week now. It's Friday, November 12th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Y'all know what time it is. It's Friday. You probably got a job. Uh, we're going to get you high on knowledge. <laughs> That's what we do here. He did it. He did it. He got it in. We say it every Friday and we never make it in. Hey, I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. Oh, you don't know that reference. Look it up. Every Friday, I am proud to be not only the host of City Cash Chicago, but to have some amazing producers behind me, which is Simone Alisea and our lead producer, Carrie Shepard. I am honored to have both of y'all here with me today. Thanks, Jacoby. Love being here with both of you. Thanks, A. Radio host and TV host, Scotty K, uh, who, who listens to the show with his wife, uh, Shelby. They reached out to us on Twitter and said, Shelby heard that uh, the first snow is probably going to come either today or this weekend in Chicago. And she wanted me to know uh, that she says, no, thank you. <laughs> and, and Shelby, I also say, no, thank you. But like I said on Twitter, you got to take that up with the National Weather Service. Right. Um, I wanted to ask how my producers are reacting to that news that we are probably going to see maybe a little bit of snow. Carrie, when you hear first snow in Chicago, does that fill you with, with joy or terror? Uh, that fills me with irritation. I don't... <laughs> the first snow always also is kind of gross. It's always kind of slushy. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know, it hasn't been super cold yet, so you're not really prepared for it. But I was thinking there's an extra layer with the snow because we're in this we're in the state of pandemic so anytime you know we go out for dinner or meet up with friends we try to do it outside and chicago restaurants have been accommodating with those big heaters but i'm not going outside to a bar in the snow hell no so <laughs> so the, the no. season of outdoor eating and drinking is coming it's to an coming end. to an end and i got the boosty boost but i don't know if i'm still ready to be sitting it unmasked next to people, you know? I feel that. Baloney, how are you feeling about uh, the, the news of first snow coming again, as I remind you, from the National Weather Service? Not not from me. I'm not a wizard. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't blame you for the weather, uh, but I, I can't say I'm wild about it. <laughs> I'm not, not excited for the first snow. But what's interesting is, like, there are people out there who love to get outside in the wintertime. Yes. You know, they... They, you know, runners who are running in the cold, bicyclists who are who are cycling when it's when it's freezing outside, people who love winter sports, they go out cross country skiing, they go, you know, do all this other stuff. The people who do the polar plunge, like people get like really into 
uh, or they're very motivated, I guess, maybe to, to stay outside. Obviously, I'm very down on it. So if you're one of those people, I, I'd love to talk to you, actually. I would absolutely love to talk to you for the yeah, podcast and hear about, you know, how, how on earth you, you get that done and, and why you like it so much. Find our email, Chicago at citycast.fm. Hit me up and and change my mind. Change my mind about, about the winner. <laughs> and not just because you it. like to get snuggly, but because you actually right. like adventuring into the cold. Because this is the difference. Now, I'm talking about people who venture out into that, that, uh, that frost. 100%. <laughs> All right. Let's look back on some of the stories from across the 77 neighborhoods, uh, community areas of Chicago. Carrie, I'm going to kick it off with you, my booster buddy. What's that top story for you this week that you were looking at? Well, it's not necessarily a story that is direct from our 77 community areas, but a story we're watching for many reasons is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial in Kenosha. Jacoby, something you reminded our listeners that Kenosha is in Wisconsin, but close enough that it's off the Metro line. And let's not forget where this all started. Um, this started with a white police officer shooting and paralyzing a man, Jacob Blake. That sort of incited unrest throughout the Wisconsin city. And what the trial is about now is Kyle Rittenhouse, who was then a 17-year-old from Antioch, Illinois, who went up there to Kenosha during that unrest because he said to protect businesses businesses, and one business in particular that it was revealed during this trial, who did not ask for that help. Kyle Rittenhouse shot and killed two men and injured another one. Um, as you said so well earlier this week to Chicago Tribune reporter Stacey St. Clair, but your insight in the way you talked about the white privilege of a young white man with a assault rifle walking up to a police officer and the police officer taking the stand and testifying, well, he didn't say at the time he killed people. He just said shooting. And I know that's really, you responded, you know, you don't have that privilege. When the state says to you time and time again that you are, will not be treated the same, your life will not be looked at the same, you will not be offered the same latitude in, in, in terms of the way people view you, the way people paint you, you know, and and we talked with Stacy before he took the try, uh, took the stand, right, right, uh, yesterday. And, and Simone, I know you, you, you saw that. What what do you think of of his testimony? You know, he's he's testifying in his own defense. Self defense is his yeah. exactly. He's claiming the reason that he shot was in self defense. I think the thing that Stacy said that that really struck with me more than anything else was. Um, that no matter what the outcome is, if he's convicted or if he's acquitted, no one's going to feel like the system worked the way it's supposed yeah. to. No one's going to feel like, you know, justice was was done. This case, almost more than any other, just sort of illustrates the shortcomings of the the legal system and sort of actually who was who was really harmed that mm -hmm. night and what remedies can you actually provide to the harmed parties? Simone, what was a, a story that you were uh, looking at close this week? So on a kind of completely different note, I kind of want to talk about how kids are out of school right now in, for Vaccination Awareness Day. This is something that came down late last week. CPS announced that they were going to cancel classes, cancel school, so that kids 
can go get vaccinated now that the vaccine has been approved for kids between ages five and 11. It was kind of kind of came out of nowhere. A lot of parents were like, what? We've got seven days to, to figure out our childcare stitch. And CPS wasn't offering, you know, they weren't saying come to school, get vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. Although there are vaccines at CPS sites happening today. Did CPS officials say that their fear was if the kids didn't get a day off school, then they just parents wouldn't take them to get vaccinated? They The way they kind of spun it was like, we're doing this as a favor to you. We know how eager parents are to get their kids vaccinated. We know how hard the, the timing can be to negotiate. So we're saying... Mm here, take off school so you can go and get vaccinated. Yeah, we, we have been talking about this throughout the week, just uh, how last minute it was. I've heard from parents, they're like, you're not going to give us no kind of heads up outside of a, a week to do this. Mm-hmm. So now we got to take off. So yeah, moving on, Carrie, what was a story that you wanted to throw some more attention to? This is a story, Jacoby, that came out on Wednesday by WBEZ's Esther Yoonji Kang about McDonald's, which um, I do think it's always interesting and important to report on McDonald's. It's based here. It started here. This is about uh, workers and advocates are calling on McDonald's board to fire the CEO, Chris Kemchinski, and also now uh, Congressman Bobby Rush is also joined those calls. But Uh, WBZ reported, I think probably about a week ago, that a community group had obtained this text message that Kemchinski had sent to Mayor Lori Lightfoot, and it was about two tragic shootings um, of a seven-year-old, Jaslyn Adams, and 13-year-old Adam Toledo. And the message says basically something to the effect of, you know, sort of blaming this on the parents. The other thing, too, that is maybe worth noting is, like, those shootings are a little bit different. Uh, Adam Toledo shot and killed by a Chicago police officer. Jaslyn Adams uh, sort of sort of caught in a, in, in a shooting. Um, at McDonald's, I believe. At a McDonald's, that's true, yes. I'm interested to see how he reacts to that. And if he actually does a apology, and if it's an apology that has... <laughs> You know, it shows any remorse, which uh, many of the advocates right now think it does not. Yeah. McDonald's is fighting lawsuits right now as well for racial discrimination against owners and employees. You know, this situation with Kim Chinsky, it's always funny how people, you know, they're apologetic and they're open to learning and they want to open up their worldview after they get caught doing some dumb shit. It's all of a sudden, oh, I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know I couldn't do that. I didn't realize that was ignorant to say, no, you thought that that was going to be protected and nobody else would ever see it. And now you're going to try and backtrack. And so to to have the current CEO be under fire for racial discrimination after the last CEO was under fire for uh, for a different scandal. Uh, McDonald's maybe need a, a different questionnaire or a different character profile when they when they choose and they they leader. And it has a tie, right? Did what you just said is what a lot of people were tweeting about Rittenhouse's, Kyle Rittenhouse's testimony yesterday. Those are not tears of someone who's remorseful or contrite. Those are tears of someone who got caught doing something very wrong. The other thing I think that's interesting about that story, it's a text sent to Mayor Lori Lightfoot yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. from the CEO of, you know, the area's biggest company. It's not unusual for the mayor to, you know, have connections to 
big companies, particularly one that's so major. But also that he felt okay texting that to her, so. I was just, like, I saw a video that came up, and, and they said, if a, if a racist white person openly shares racism with you and you don't say anything, that makes you a safe space for their racism. And I'm not saying that him and the mayor share a relationship where he felt comfortable, but, like, to say to the mayor of the city who had to deal with both of those cases and is and is dealing with the aftermath of both of those ongoing cases, both shootings being completely different from one another, to feel comfortable to say that to the mayor is like, I think that that says something in, it, in itself. We gotta give you some good news to get y'all through the weekend. So, Carrie, what is your moment of joy this week? I was going to do, I'm going to say one that is is personal, but I think does speak to the larger city. Um, we were out walking, taking a walk, and there was this lost dog that the, that the mailman found. He flagged down this woman. Then everybody sort of congregated on the corner, and there became this really quick community effort to find the owner of the dog. So there's a woman who's like, wait, I'm on this WhatsApp group with 50 dog owners who walk their dogs in Humboldt Park. Wait, I know I'm on this Facebook group that da 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 and we'll post pictures. And then like we, you know, met new neighbors and exchanged numbers with them and we took the dog and then the owner came and found him. So he was... He was only with us for a short bit, but we really fell in love with him. But and your heart was broken. I was, I was a little broken. <laughs> you were happy, <laughs> but you were also like, was, damn. <laughs> it's just community, and that's essential. You know, we hear bad stories about our neighborhoods. Like, you need your neighbors. So that was a nice moment of joy for me. But we lost the dog. <laughs> and it was a cute dog. I saw the picture. Simone, what was your moment of joy from this week? Honestly... My moment of joy this week was seeing the sun in the morning. <laughs> um, we talked about this on Monday. We talked about daylight saving time. Go back and listen if you want to know more than you've ever possibly <laughs> wanted to know about daylight saving time. I said then, and I, I still, like, to me, this was, like, quite literally the brightest moment of the week was, like, to have the sun already be up when I wake up, like, I accomplished so much. I made breakfast. I made coffee in my French press. Like I took showers and like read the news before our news meeting. <laughs> you know, I just I I got so much done, and I I I owe it all to to the sun. And so that was frankly the my my moment of joy. That's this awesome. Week. That's a great bookend to the snow too. Like you know, I, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least there's sun yeah. in the mornings. I opened of. my eyes at four twenty three this morning. And it was dark as hell. Well, whose fault is that? Yeah, that's on you, man. Like, that's, totally. that, you can't blame oh. the sun for that. <laughs> oh, wow. You see, they just, I didn't even get the rest of the sentence out. And they just jumped on me, right? <laughs> My good news this week is a source of joy for all of us here at CityCast Chicago. Uh, shout out to Edward McClelland over at Chicago Magazine. Um, I got a Google alert earlier this week that uh, CityCast Chicago had come up. You know, and so I was like, oh, who who talking about us? Who who got our name in their mouth? And <laughs> this really nice list popped up, 10 Chicago podcasts worth your time from Chicago Magazine. And when I opened it, uh, there was my face. 
sitting in my room. <laughs> that was a big old uh, nice picture of Jacoby too. Yeah, it was a big, right? big picture of Jacoby. Right, it was a huge picture, and and we were at the top of this list, and they called us the Essential Chicago Podcast, which I which I really appreciated. They they Edward drew attention to you know how many different parts of the city we talk about, how diverse a week of our episodes can be. You know, one day we're talking about hospitals. Another day we're talking about school lunches. One day we're in Pullman. Another day we're in Rogers Park. And it is really cool that people um, who have responded to us, given us ratings, given us reviews, reach out to our email on Twitter, share how much joy that our show brings them, how... Um, and so for the people who love CityCast Chicago and who tell their friends and their family and write articles about us, uh, thank you. Thank it you. It means a lot to us. We've been doing this since March and continue to share us, continue to pass us around. We are essential. I think that is, <laughs> it was a correct way to describe us. Uh, essential as hell. Uh, and so <laughs> keep riding with us another week. Uh, we ain't going nowhere no time soon. Uh, so Simone, Alisea, Carrie Shepard, um, you know, I just want to, again, say thank y'all for all y'all do. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of Simone. I'm so proud of Sydney. I'm so proud of this this adventure. Thank you. Thanks, Jacoby. Thanks, Simone. Thank you. That's so nice. I'm so happy. Before I let you go, a couple quick reminders. Sunday is still football Sunday. Yeah, you heard me right. Football Sunday. The Chicago Red Stars are in the semifinals of the NWSL playoffs. Show them some love as they face off against the number one seeded Portland Thorns on the CBS Sports Network. Check out our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Our amazing newsletter writer, Sydney Madden, put together a great list of things for you to read, do, and eat this weekend. Also, shout out to Sam Trump and Mark Greenberg from the Mayfair Workshop for so much of the music you hear on CityCast Chicago. Into the best podcast audience there is. Thanks for listening to another week. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. All I do is pay compliments. Compliments. What do they do? They just cut my voice up, just place it on the track, and blame me for not sleeping enough. This is the real city cast. <laughs>